and you made that up. Will there be a little ride on Space Mountain? What the fuck are you doing? He got me all flummoxed. Where does he come up with a thousand holes? This guy went to flash you. You are dead, crooked. Rice cake walk, baby. This place is apropos. You really agitate us. Now nothing that happened here tonight even vaguely resembles professional wrestling. Whistle till I get the clothes on. This ain't the end. Somebody go get me a bucket. Gonna rain the car even cabbage. Maybe the fidget a little bit. I understand. You will have to depend on the pens for the rest of your life. Straight OG brother, is that what you're saying? Don't you worry about my hands. I can't. April Fool's. Black coffee boy. I feel like a combination of Bob Barker and Ric Flair. I tried to apologize. Get up against a chain link fence and rake yourself across it. What do you call Chimes. I have extra money tonight in case we run a little short. Perhaps you should seek professional help. Like a little, little, little stupid person. Hello, everyone, and welcome to episode number 34 of the Nitro Mania podcast. My name is Adam. I am your host, and this is the show where I suffer so that we all may learn. This is the 34th episode of Nitromania, big ups to Big Poppy, which means that somewhere on the internet, there is porn based on this podcast. Last week on the show to battle a live and unspoilable episode of Raw, the Giant won the WCW World's Heavyweight Championship from Ric Flair, and it was announced that he will face Sting at Slamboree. But who will he face this week? Let's find out. It is Monday. May the 6th, 1996, which means we are just two weeks away from Slamboree, which means that next week I will announce my special guest host for that episode. But right now we are live from Daytona Beach, Florida. We get an aerial shot of the beach taken during the daytime, so they're not completely live, are they? Huh. This is the Ocean Center in Daytona Beach. We will be back here in just about two months for Bash at the Beach, but nothing else happens between now and then. Before tonight, this arena played host to a WWF Superstars taping in January of 1992 and Clash of the Champions number 24 and number 31. Inside the arena, we get flashing lights, pyro, and we go to the desk. Bischoff promises us the Giant versus Lex Luger for the WCW title tonight. Heenan then says something without his headset having been turned on. Bischoff says Savage is here and he is insane. Mongo agrees. Also tonight, Jushin Thunder Liger versus Dean Malenko and Lauren Steven Regal. Bischoff sends us to the ring for our opening contest, Hugh Morris versus Macho Man. Golly, I wonder how this will go. Morris attacks Savage during his entrance before Savage can get in the ring. They fight around the outside. Bischoff responds to Heenan, even though we still can't hear Heenan. Finally, Macho rolls in the ring. Morris then puts on Savage's hat, glasses, and coat. This, of course, causes Savage to immediately recover and try to rip Hugh's eyeballs out. He then chokes Morris with his coat and hangs him over the top rope. Referee Randy Eller finally gives up and disqualifies Randy. And elbow drop. Macho Man stands over his kill as the timekeeper continues to ring and 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 ring and... You get the idea. 
Eller shoves him so Macho Man slaps Eller. He then body slams Eller and elbow drops him as well. I've never liked the Macho Man more. I want to murder the timekeeper. Literally, I am going to murder the timekeeper. Stop ringing the goddamn bell! Macho then gets arrested again. You'd think he'd be out of a job by now. If you think I'm joking, please go back and watch that segment and try to count how many goddamn times the bell was rung. You will tear your eardrums out. When we come back from break, Bischoff sends his condolences to the family of Ray Stevens and asks for donations to be made to the Cauliflower Alley Club. It is cruiserweight time as Dean Malenko takes on Jushin Thunder Liger. Oh! No, I said Liger with an I. During Dean's entrance, Bischoff confirms that Otani is the WCW cruiserweight champion and tells us that on an episode of Worldwide the day before Slamboree, Otani will debut and he'll defend the title at Slamboree. Can he debut? He was already on the World Cup a few months. Anyway. The match starts with a lot of back-and-forth counters and reversals. Flair then just appears at the entrance with Woman and Elizabeth, and they sit at a table on a stage near the entrance. We take a short break, and then we see that Flair, Woman, and Elizabeth are being served champagne at the table. Heenan and Bischoff say this is another example of Flair and Elizabeth spending Macho Man's money. There are candelabras on the table and everything. Back in the ring, Malenko is in control with a leg lock. Liger eventually makes it to the ropes to break the hold. We then go back into the leg lock. Liger then counters a Boston Crab into a roll-up for two. Liger throws Malenko into the corner and charges in with a rolling heel kick. Liger puts Malenko on top and then drop kicks him out of the ring to the floor. Liger then dives on Malenko from the top rope to the outside. He then throws Malenko into the ring and we get a couple weird counters into an awkward pin attempt. Liger gets backdropped onto the apron, then tries to go up top. Malenko catches him and hits a gut buster from the top rope. Liger counters a powerbomb into a cover for two. More reversals than a sit-out double underhook powerbomb from Malenko puts Liger away. Not bad. Not bad at all. Up next, Steven Regal versus Sting. When we come back, Mean Gene... Pull up your socks and get ready. ...is in the ring. He's talking to Flair and his women. Flair tells us how his day has gone... That one dragged on even too long for me, so to sum up, they're spending Randy's money, Flair offers Deborah some champagne, Deborah dumps the champagne on the floor, Elizabeth says her line terribly. We get another Glacier vignette, then a Slim Jim commercial. When we come back, Eric apologizes to Mongo for Ric Flair hitting on Deborah. Lord Regal then enters with... Chives! Regal is still bandaged up from that parking lot brawl last week. Sting is dressed... I was going to say like a peacock, but it's gayer than that. Bischoff begins to tell us that Regal will no longer be teaming with Finlay at Slamboree, but doesn't actually get to explain why, as Sting tries to put Regal in the Scorpion Deathlock, fails, and we go to break. We come back, and Bischoff finishes his thought. Bruiser is injured after the brawl last week. Regal will be teamed instead with Squire David Taylor. Sting then implies that Regal is gay because he's British. Not as bad as the clip of The Godfather that Henry played on the Raw Attitude podcast a few weeks ago, but same idea. Sting is wearing purple trunks with highlighter yellow boots. On his right leg, he has a scorpion. And on his left leg, the number 29. Why the number 29, you ask? Moments later, Bischoff answers my question. 29 is the number of the WCW race car. 
Silly me thinking it had some kind of, I don't know, deep personal meaning for the stinger. Regal avoids the stinger splash, then tries a butterfly suplex, which Sting reverses into a backdrop and bridges into a pin for three. This match was alright, but I feel like something was missing. They promise us the world title match when we come back, but express their doubt that it will happen. I'm guessing this is a storyline that happened on Saturday that I don't know about. When we come back, we get far too much of Luger's theme song with no sign of Luger, and then, of all people, Hacksaw Jim Duggan appears. Duggan heads for the ring as Heenan tells us this must just be an additional match. David Penzer then explains. Ladies and gentlemen, the total package Lex Luger has not arrived in the arena as of yet. Hacksaw Jim Duggan has offered to fill it in his spot. The Giant enters with Jimmy Hart and Hacksaw attacks before Giant can get both legs in the ring or take off his belt. Duggan just strikes and strikes and strikes. Giant fights back and chokes him in the corner with his boot. He then squashes Duggan between his sizable posterior and the turnbuckles. Duggan tries to body slam Giant because he is a moron. Eventually, Duggan gets choke slammed and pinned while trying to tape his fist up, so picture all of the rest of this happening with a roll of sports tape hanging off of Duggan's right fist. Duggan gets choke slammed again and Cobra runs to the ring. Cobra gets choke slammed. Then another guy runs out and gets choke slammed. Alex Wright runs out and gets choke slammed. Ric Flair runs out with a wooden folding chair that he explodes over Giant's head, but Giant no-sells it. He goozles Flair, but Sting runs out and finally someone takes Giant off his feet. Sting then tries to put Giant in the Scorpion, but can't roll him over. When he finally does, Jimmy Hart hits him with the megaphone. Luger... Wow! There you go. Runs out with the Money in the Bank briefcase to cash in. Luger threatens to hit Giant with the briefcase, and Jimmy Hart pulls Giant from the ring. Oakland now in the ring with another non-working microphone. They finally turn it on, and now we're back to the are Sting and Luger actually friends bullshit that I thought we were finally finished with. They continue to scream at each other while Gene tells us that we're out of time and we have to go, and then we do actually go. I appreciate this episode of Nitro for trying to do things differently and change things up instead of the standard same old Macho Man match that starts with a beatdown and ends in a disqualification. We finally have another cruiserweight match, which was quite good. Regal vs. Sting was passable, as I said, and the main event was... Giant vs. Hacksaw. Just fucking nothing. Plus, I still want to murder the Timekeeper. If you go back and watch anything this week, make it the cruiserweight match between Malenko and Liger. This episode of Nitro has a 5.45 out of 10 on Cage Match and pulled in a TV rating of 1.9. These NBA playoffs are killing them. Also, one of the dark matches on this show was Eddie Guerrero versus Chris Benoit, and I wish that had been on TV rather than staying in Regal. Meanwhile, over on Raw, which was also dedicated to Ray Stevens, taped one week prior in Sioux City, Iowa... Mark Marrow pins the 1-2-3 kid. A video of the, quote, former wife of a former wrestler, unquote, making more claims against Shawn Michaels. Bulldog pins Fatu with a running power slam. The Body Donnas defeat Techno Team 2000 by pinfall. Backstage, Jim Ross talks to Cornette and Vader. And in your main event, The Undertaker pins Owen Hart. A very wrestling-heavy episode of Raw this week. This episode has a 4.61 out of 10 on Cage Match and scored a blistering 4.1 TV rating. 
And that is our episode for this week. Remember, tune in next week to find out who my guest host will be for Slambury, as next week is the go-home nitro for that show. Be sure to check out all the shows on the Questionable Endeavor Network. We've added a new show recently, and some others have returned with new episodes after some time off. Personally, I would recommend this one right here. Hey, Atta, do you like anime? I do like anime. What about you? I love it! Well, if you love it so much, why don't you marry it, you piece of shit? We kind of did marry it. We did. By making a podcast? It ain't a healthy marriage. It controls our lives. And that podcast is the Reanimator Pod. That's R-E-Animator Pod. And you can hear new episodes every Monday. And here's a little taste. It's Alice in Wonderland meets Inception with an acid-infused EDM rave twist. I like it. Is what I wish I could say. Okay. (laughs) Uh, Unfortunately, (laughs) I shot my low too early there. (laughs) Hotro then asked Yuma, are you turned on? (laughs) Not in that deep a register, (laughs) but that's what she asked her. Are you turned on? Turned on yet? (laughs) Well, guys, are you turned on yet? If not, I'll keep going. All right. Today, we are going to start. (laughs) We're going to start snoozing. I tried to make a dramatic pause. Also, check out all the shows on this here rundown feed. There have been some really good episodes going up in recent weeks, so check out all those. If you'd like to support the show monetarily, I certainly won't stop you. You can make a one-time donation by going to paypal.me slash rundownwrestling, or you can sign up for our Patreon at patreon.com slash rundownwrestling. Patrons at the $5 level get access to patron-only bonus episodes and early releases of most of the shows on the feed here. Patrons at the $10 level get access to those shows as well as the ability to sit in as a guest host on any show on this feed except for the Rundown Sit-Down. Do you want to talk WrestleMania with Sal like I did or the WrestleMania 10? Do you want to talk NXT with Troy? Do you want to talk WCW with me? Sign up to be a patron at the $10 level and you can guest host on one of our shows. Do you want to see me live and in person? You can absolutely do that. I will be at Liberty States Wrestling in Peabody on March the 10th. So until next week, where maybe, just maybe, Lex Luger will fight the giant. I thank you for listening. Please follow at NitromaniaPod on Twitter and email me at NitromaniaPod at gmail.com and I will talk to you next week right here on Nitromania.